Gotta Go Cast, a video game review show for the Sonic the Hedgehog series. Each episode will review one Sonic title and rank it on a scale from 1 to 10 chili dogs. 10 being the best, 1 being the worst. I'm your host, Kyle Von Kubik, and I'm joined along with... Hi, I'm Negabot. You can find me at Twitch and YouTube at twitch.tv or youtube.com slash N-E-K-O-B-U-N. Twitter.com slash N-E-K-0-B-U-N. That also lets you know when I'm live on the former and uh, when new stuff goes up on the latter. And this is Peter Graphic. You can find me on Instagram where I post uh, my collection daily. Please scroll down of all the other posts because it looks like I just own Famicom games at this point. <laughs> uh, this episode, we're talking Knuckles Chaotix. It it was nominated by Chili Dingo on Stitcher, who left us a five-star review. That's right. We review the Sonic titles you nominate. There's two ways to do that. You leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher, or you become a member of the Hot-Blooded Challenger Club. You can check that out at hotbloodedchallenger.club. And uh, we are open to fan games and uh, other weird spinoffs, so please feel free to keep those in your nomination thoughts. So we're talking Knuckles Chaotix. It was released in 1995 in all three markets for the 32X, which was an add-on peripheral for your Sega Genesis. Yeah, another one. It was developed by Sega and published by Sega. It, of course, is an action platformer in the vein of Sonic the Hedgehog, but not like Sonic the Hedgehog at all. Yeah, so it was originally supposed to be Sonic Crackers. Um, neither of those characters are white, so I don't know what's going on with this. Yeah, so it was prototyped in 94 for the Genesis uh, with a, like a tether between Sonic and Tails, but they bumped it to the 32X after briefly reconsidering it for the Saturn due to uh, time issues. They chopped it up. Looks like they reshuffled what was probably going to be the uh, level progression system, and they yeah, threw it onto the 32X, which is good because the 32X has like, if you're lucky, you can name three games for the 32X, and this is one of them. So they tried. <laughs> I am interested to speak to Pete about the 32X. Is this a peripheral you got when it was new, Pete? Yes, I got it for christmas from my cousin okay. and i was like surprised because it was like a system quote unquote but it really was it was so discounted at that point it was 20 bucks yeah. so i guess she just got it because like oh it's sega and machine she, like, has sega. appeared in homes across america double and redouble his power 32 six times more powerful than 3do all right baby 40 times more than super nes hey yo there is no 32-bit super nes are we gonna see the games or what show me Thank you. And I had quite a few games for it, actually. And I really enjoyed it. I played the hell out of it. Yeah, and it's neat. It just wasn't yeah. really marketed. I had Doom on it, which was great. I had that was Star one Wars of the three you can always name. Did you have <laughs> Calibri? Do you have Calibri? Okay, I, had, I did not have Calibri. I had Doom. Oh. I, had, I had Star Wars Arcade. <laughs> yep. I had uh, Virtual Fighter, which was excellent. I surprisingly had, uh, good, considering the Yeah, hard. surprisingly very, very good. And I had yeah. um, Metalhead. 
And I think that's all the games I had for it. Now, I'm going to give just a real quick brief history on the 32X and the Sega Saturn. Sega North America and Sega Japan were always at each other's throats. And it wasn't like an American versus Japan thing because there were people who were in Sega Japan who defected to Sega North America and vice versa. So it was a mix. And there was two camps. One camp thought, keep making peripherals for the user base that exists for the Sega Genesis. And that's why we had things like the Sega CD and the 32X. Sega Japan really wanted to push new hardware. And evidently there was a, a big meeting between both parties and a lot of yelling. And eventually Sega Japan said, fine, we're doing the 32X and let North America go all in on the 32X. While they were doing that, they developed the Sega Saturn and then announced it and pretty much undercut the 32X immediately, which I think it was discontinued within its first year of release, which is probably why your cousin got it for half a bag of Funyuns. Yeah, um, also like just the, with the Saturn, they undercut themselves by saying, oh, hey, it's it. We, it, we came up with this. You can get it today. Like, yeah. And then uh, then Sony rolled out and said, hey, and ours is less. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that same. What was that? A CES or E3 or something? Sony computer and the presidents of America. <laughs> Steve Reyes, join me for a brief presentation. Two ninety nine. Yeah, so uh, this would be like the culmination of Sega defeating itself because they just needed to get on the same page with each other and work together to create something. Ironically enough, it makes the Genesis have like a mushroom cloud. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it looks like it's exploding. It's worth noting that Sega wanted to combine the Genesis and the 32X into one model. Yes. And call it the Neptune, which I think would have kind of been nice if they said, this is a thing that'll play your old games and we're just kind of compress everything into one unit but i think they were smart in realizing that nintendo burned a lot of its user base when they introduced the super nintendo and it wasn't backwards compatible and you can see old news clips where there's parents you know talking about the super nintendo coming out and there's john stossel putting a microphone up their nose and they're saying like i just don't understand why i have to buy a whole new thing and it's so expensive and everything it's like sega was smart to look in that direction and be like hey let's make things backwards compatible but Sega of Japan did not care about doing that. So it was it, Sega just committing Saboku and just killing themselves for the, the 32-bit era uh, yeah. because they released two pieces of hardware. They were half in on both, and both suffered. And both were powerful pieces of hardware if they just had a, a you know through line and a direction, a, a shared goal. I think one of them would have been successful. Yeah, I, th I think some of the catch-up was also because... With the SNES, like they had the Mode Seven capability, pretty much out the gate within the first couple of years, and the the yeah. Super FX chip bumped them up so much. Like Nintendo was really good at getting more cartridge internal uh, boosts to their games, whereas yes. uh, yeah. Sega had to add hardware on top of that to try and catch up. Metalhead was a totally three D game. I mean, it sucks, but like <laughs> you know, it's three D. But virtual racing and, and and Virtua Fighter are very impressive, considering. Oh yeah, their, I had virtual racing too. Yeah, now that yeah. I, yeah, and you see a lot of that in this game. You see a lot of this sort of grasp 
for the Super FX and the Mode 7 look. And I think they achieve it. So yeah, Sonic Crackers was the initial prototype. Some of the sprites are shared between the two. If you pull apart the files, you find Mighty the Armadillo. Is there any data on that being updated from the uh, Sega Sonic the Hedgehog, the arcade one? Because that's where he premiered, if I remember correctly. It's possible. I'm not I'm not exactly sure. I don't have that information in front of me. Kind of a throw to the audience. If you want to comment in a five-star review, you yes. nominate the game and then tell me about Mighty the Armadillo. Yes, yeah, Sam, dro- drop us some knowledge in the comments. <laughs> Pete, why don't you tell me the plot of Knuckles Chaotix? Sure. Uh, The Japanese and the American plots are different. The Japanese one takes place after Robotnik converts a mysterious island into a theme park and kidnaps the Chaotix crew. Whereas the American one, it's already an amusement park and he wants to steal the electricity and the Chaotix crew are frozen in time. It's... (laughs) It's weird. It's not the first time there's some nonsense about a new island or Robotnik taking over something that's fun and shitting in everyone's cereal. (laughs) I think this time around, their chaos rings, they don't seem to be doing anything. It's just the same thing. Plot as before, Robotnik gets something and everybody suffers for for it. Yeah, there's a a power emerald, and I like the Japanese plot better anyway, because that makes a lot more sense. Power emerald he wants, not a chaos emerald. I do think there are chaos rings. And then there's the other rings that Knuckles just has laid around that do the tether thing you get to whip each other around or get frustrated trying it's a goddamn mess and then charmy the bee shows up and is completely op and just destroys any <laughs> yeah. progression in the level so you can get everything done and then metal sonic is big Woo! very big <laughs> for some reason he's able to take over the machine that's letting you do anything in the first place and it doesn't make any goddamn sense but whatever yeah no <laughs> yeah robotics doing bad stuff you gotta collect the MacGuffins and suffer through this game knuckles chaotix implements this tethered mechanic it's you and a partner the partners are made up of the chaotix group Nico, list them all for me i know it's vector the crocodile mighty the vector the crocodile uh yeah. who is who likes to jam and turn into a donut sbo the chameleon who is a ninja and is cool as hell and he can climb on ceilings which is neat charmy b or charmy the b is a b with a helmet and he's tiny he can kind of dash yeah all, all he does is air dash really like all the time no, no rolling no flipping no grabbing things but you can literally just drag your partner around anywhere with uh, charmy. Around Char- Char- yeah. charmy rules charmy rules yeah is that it? oh uh, and then we had mighty the armadillo oh yeah mighty mm-hmm. the armadillo who again was uh, around from um sega sonic the hedgehog uh, it's like him and I forget the flying squirrel's name. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I think his name is Ray. It's just Ray. Yeah. 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 Okay. So yeah, yeah, him and Ray. And then um, there's also a couple robots. Uh, there's Bomb and Heavy. Yes. Bomb is a bomb. Heavy is heavy. <laughs> Heavy's <laughs> that, cool that. because Heavy is like a wrecking ball. So nothing yeah, can he's hurt cool. heavy. Yeah. Well, no, nothing about this game is cool. Uh, I hate game, those but... guys. <laughs> no, no. I, like, I bo- liked Bomb because when Bomb gets damaged, he like explodes. Although he yeah, wants to hurts explode you. on you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. He hurts you, which sucks. That's, that's to teach you consequences. Don't play around <laughs> guys with are supposed to be, I think they're supposed to be the ones you don't want. Am I wrong in thinking that? No, yeah, oh, yeah, you don't yeah, want no, either. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're definitely um like consolation prizes, but of of the two whammies i'd rather have heavy because you could just pick heavy up and walk into guys and destroy them because nothing oh yeah heavy was great again with with charmy yeah flipping them around like nothing it's great i resorted to using charmy the bee because i hated everything about this game and just wanted to get through it so charmy will that's where i got to at the halfway point i'm not not gonna lie you could just fly around and have heavy swinging underneath you like a wrecking ball but yeah it's it's a matter of just whipping yourself or your partner in different directions to mostly increase momentum and get higher jumps although also so, like, if your partner's on a higher ledge, you can kind of bounce your way back up. They basically use them as a grappling hook is the way it turns out. And it's kind of neat. You can also, like, press a button to make your partner attack. 
which also eats your rings, which is stupid, and puts you in a well, negative that, that ring sometimes because it's stupid. You recenter your partner to you too. And what I was finding was partner would get snagged up on something. So I'd use that button to recenter them. But now I'm spending 10 rings. And I guess we'll get into yeah, that. That a really bit annoyed there, me. Is that yes. the rings are important and if you want to get the good ending in this because the rings are used in the bonus stage as time. Well, oh God, yes. one of the two bonus stages, the bad bonus stage that's hidden within the level serves no goddamn purpose other than to eat up your rings. The characters constantly get snagged up and now I'm recentering them or calling them back to me and now they're back and that's fine because that might happen with this mechanic. I'm being punished because this mechanic sucks. There were so many times I, I would be caught dangling and I could not remember what I, combination of buttons I could use to get back up on the platform. First off, Make sure you go to a save slot and not the no save slot because I did yes. that the first time and had to replay a whole hour of the goddamn game. So the, these sec secondary characters all have different abilities. Like Vector can't glide like uh, Knuckles can, but he can dart in the sky, which I found handy to get through some of the. Yeah, yeah, I, I used him a few times. Usually from the uh, there's an item in. You can't switch switch partners on the fly, which kind of sucks. To me, it was annoying because it's like, all right, so here's this roster of characters who all have special abilities, but when they're the second character that's tethered, they're just an anchor. Yeah. For you to throw around or tell them to hold while you pull on your magic rubber band and then slingshot yourself. So what is the point of having them? I found that having the bomb or heavy, at least they had an ability that was usable or tangible in the levels. The only time you get to swap between the characters is, yes, when you hit the television and then they swap you for, I believe, about 20 seconds like any other yeah, power yeah. up. There's also power downs where it makes you very big or mm -hmm. makes you very small. Like literally, big, they big is OK. Big is fine because that helps get through a lot of platforms and enemies. It's, real quick, yeah, it's, but depending on the stage, sucks. it is good. Small, small sucks. Yeah. Yeah, you can't snap around as much as much as you want to. You can't jump as high as you want to. Big, I found that there were a couple areas, particularly in the marina stage, where you would get oh, snagged yeah. up because you needed to be you know, regular size to get through a hallway. But usually big was good to just get out of a stage. They kind of felt like, this whole game felt like, this is a tech demo that got out of hand. Where it was, look, we just put it yep. out. Just put it out. We're giving up on this. We're giving up on this console. Just put it out. Get Sonic out of there. Put Knuckles in there. Call it a day. Because everything about it just seems unfinished. Like, I don't understand these power-ups. What is this blue ring? Why am I collecting this blue well, ring? The blue ring helps you if you get hit one ring falls off and you can collect all the rings in one ring okay that gives you that option to like if you get hit then you collect one ring if you lost 30 then you'll get 30 back you know why i didn't know that because there's no goddamn no there's no goddamn enemies in the stage i don't yeah it's it, i think the I only time i died quote unquote was when there i was didn't know where the hell i was supposed to go in one of the stages i think it was like the fourth round of the marina oh and god i was oh, like i don't know how to get out of here and then i got a 10 minute timeout and I, th I, that's when i called it i'm like this sucks the the stages are super opaque they all look the same we got a quarter circle this way quarter circle that way platform up here and they give you the speed dash and it's completely like what would the term be nerfed and it's purposely done because they want you to use this rubber banding mechanic instead of that because there's nothing this game does that hasn't been done prior better Okay, cool. Yeah, when you do the rubber banding mechanic, it has this cool sense of inertia, right? It looks interesting when you're doing the tutorial, but when you're playing in the stage, it's like, well, if I could just do a spin dash or yeah, hit a spring, so much time. Like, or it's give me some stupid. specific puzzles to use this. And, and here's the other thing too. Like, and I got annoyed because I didn't know you could pick and choose. But even with the like the creature catcher or whatever the hell it's called, I couldn't pick the guy I wanted. I I ended up with Vector, which I love Vector. It's cool. 
But like, yeah. I'd always end up with Vector or Heavy. I never really got anybody else. If you want to pick somebody you want, you have to play the shitty bonus stage and get the S with the five gubbins around it that yes. looks like a star, which Screw is a huge that. pain in the dick. Yeah, it's like uh, you're showcasing these guys, like, and they're cool. Yeah. Let me just pick them whenever I want. And then not only like, all right, I didn't get the guy I wanted, whatever. You don't even get to pick the level. That thing is all random too. So it's like I just did that cruise ship thing. I got to do it again. You don't. Yeah. You won't see a boss for a long time. It's just. It's like all right, play these three stages first, and then these two, and then this I, one, and maybe you'll fight a boss. It's ridiculous. I, I played for two and a half hours and played through fourteen stages and never once saw a boss, and I never died. You you yeah. you literally you literally have to play through an area five times before you get to or I think it's four times and then the boss door is on the fifth one which I, they needed to cut that down by at least one on each one because that was yeah I was like why am I here it's just more randomization more randomization because it's like well we don't have to program anything then if I get Vector as my partner or if I get Mighty the Armadillo it has no bearing on the stage and because I'm randomly being dumped into different zones each time they can't build any sort Sort of incline of difficulty because they don't know if this is the first time I've seen the marina or the fourth time I've seen the marina. They literally just slap more of it on there. And I think it's the concession of they knew this mechanic wasn't anything more than a tech demo. There is no hazards in the environment. There's very little spikes. There's no pits that you can fall down. There's no gotcha moments either. It's just you going, trying to weave your way through this up and down track. And occasionally you'll see an enemy that's just sitting there waiting to be bonked. Sometimes you have to turn on a clock. Fuck those clocks. I hated that area. <laughs> the, 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 like the two timeouts I got again, I'd say I probably the same arena stage as you because there's one where you have to. It's a really weirdly specific combination of moves to get up to one platform. I got trapped in a corner somewhere, and mm -hmm. then I think it's the third or fourth run through the clocks and stuff area. There are two clocks. One is broken. You have to like find, make sure you get to the one that isn't broken and hit the button, or else you can't finish the stage properly. You can get to the end of the oh, stage boy. and be like. You did it wrong. It's so yeah, annoying. There was, there's an area where it was like I was blocked and I, I can't remember what it was. They all look the same. And I'm like, where the hell do I go? And just because they rubber banded like a bunch of goofballs, there's a little yellow button above the thing, which it was a door. But I didn't know that because the button uh, blended yes. in with like the pastel background. Then I knew, but it was like, this is ridiculous. The graphical presentation. Look, I like Sonic's bold color choices. I like Sonic CD's color choices. I like garish color choices. Just look at my artwork. Go to oneradt.com. You'll see garish colors. I like the use of bold colors. This was garish in a negative way for a Sonic game. It was so saturated in color that yes, foreground and background just blended together. It was muddled to me. I want to go back and touch on those bonus stages real quick so within the stage there's a giant ring and if you find that giant ring your character sprite is balled up or in vector's case donated it up and they're just falling down a pit and there are these squares that are uh coming towards your screen so you're having the sensation of falling down a pit and you kind of just maneuver the character to hit any one of these squares to get rings or what, what the s do nikobon s was the you can control the um ufo catcher on the character select which like all that work just to pick one character kind of is a pain yeah, in the silly. ass. My recommendation is hit exit right away if you are going to play this 
this game because all this game yes. is going to do is eat up your rings because these state the bonus stages eat up rings as time and you want to save your rings for the good bonus stage at the end. If you look at this on YouTube, you'll see you want to talk about muddled mess. This particular bonus stage is just a muddled mess. It just looks like a bunch of crap flying on the screen. It's sort of like a bad version of Robotron. You know, like there's just a lot of shit on the screen with Robotron. You're like, I, I don't know. I'm just shooting robots. Uh, picture that only it's in 3D and it's coming toward your face. Uh, the good bonus stage you would get when you collect 50 rings and then hit the sign at the end to clear the zone. There'd be a big ring. You jump in the ring and then, you know, in Sonic 2, you're in a tunnel. It's kind of like that. I think I enjoyed this bonus stage more than I should have because I disliked the main game so much. But you're in this like polygonal hexagon like tunnel, although occasionally it does break apart and becomes like more platforming areas and you're collecting spheres and you have to collect a set number of spheres to open the gate to get the chaos ring and the rings are depleting so whatever rings you collect in the stage that's your time to be within this zone or the, this bonus stage and i thought that was neat and you can collect more rings within that stage to keep building your time sort of like a racing game where if you hit the certain check marks you don't deplete your time so you can finish the race yeah plus you've got you've got to do two laps to actually get the uh, chaos mm -hmm. ring or whatever so like that's another thing to keep in mind when you're doing it and like the second lap is always a little more difficult like basically you, you collect enough orbs on the first lap and then they let you go again for the second lap to actually get the uh gubbin but you gotta get the orbs again but there'll be a couple more obstacles maybe a couple more gaps in the uh the tube it doesn't control I great but it was fun i i had more fun playing those stages than i did the proper game i liked both of those special stages you like the one where you're falling yeah i thought it was okay. actually really cool if it had more of a point i would have liked it more but i thought it was really cool looking and i and i like doing the stages with other guys and seeing what they look like in that perspective sure. and i even think that that style of special stage has been used in another sonic game and i'm almost positive it's one of the ds games or one of the advanced sonic games and like the hexagon stage is cool too i i think it was just an excuse to use those like 32x muscle for both of them yeah i, I definitely think it was the showcase to say like look we can yeah. do the, the super fx chip too we can have polygons in our system it was too little too late it's gonna go back to the 32x but like time is over for the genesis yeah maybe it should have just been one system combined with that tricked people into thinking that it was a brand new system or the genesis 2 i like those special stages i thought they were cool yeah visually i thought the tunnel was neat but pointless the cubes flying i actually uh, reminded me of the like original sonic one bonus stages yeah with the little the little framework yeah. and stuff i think it was a throwback to that hexagonal one if you've ever played this might be a deep cut but boson x it's basically the same thing but it's a it's it's a straight up runner game longer stages but you're running in a loop gravity has you on the inside of the tube mm. and uh, eventually there's parts where panels fall out and you got to start jumping and picking up stuff but if you end up playing this and like the bonus stages from that check out boson x because it's like dirt cheap now i think i would enjoy the game more if it was just that if it was just yeah. this th that polygonal look and it was Sonic also it running. tells you you're cool if you do it well it says cool <laughs> it's got like six o's in it yeah like otherwise it was a little weird this is i think this might be the first one that they really lead into the different buttons the face buttons on the controller doing different stuff because usually like a b c they all do jumps and spin mm -hmm. dashes in combination with directions but this like what a is your special attack which eats your rings which is bullshit um 
I believe Pete will have my back on that one. Yeah. I think B was jump or was C jump. And then, oh no. Well, yeah, one was hold, uh, hold either hold your partner or have your partner stand in place or you can rubber band. And then one was um, your jump dash, etc. It's just weird to adjust to after you used yeah. to the other stuff. And God knows how many times I screwed up. Like, I, you know, hey, I just threw away th- 10 rings attacking nothing. Or I just picked up the guy I wanted to stand in place. Because I just threw away ten rings standing nothing, and he recentered on me. Like, <laughs> yes, it's you really, it's kind of infuriating. You, I, I love when you accidentally baby cradle your partner. <laughs> You're like, oh man, why yeah. am I picking him up again? Ah, oh, come on. It, it's cool. Sometimes like, I just pick the guy up and just was like, fuck it. Like I'm gonna just do it <laughs> like. <laughs> to be fair, that helps some places. Like you can throw them like a weapon or like a grappling hook and throw them up on the higher ledges, which can help. But then you got to remember how to slingshot <laughs> your way back up to where they are, and you're there for twelve seconds, like just wiggling every button, direction of the controller. Yeah. So you're like, oh hey, it, here we are. It made me think of this game, and I'm, I'm not sure if you guys know about it. You play it in your backyard during the summer. It's called Ladder Ball. Oh and, yes, I, I sounds familiar. And it's like a little yeah. The goal is like these. It looks like half of a ladder, and you have like a bolo, and there's like two like tennis balls or like foam balls at the end you're supposed to toss it and they're supposed to wrap around part of the ladder never gets higher the ladder gets the score throwing that thing is exactly what it's like to play this because both ends are just doing what they want yeah it's so annoying it's so frustrating especially when you're trying to like land on a small platform but the weight of your partner pulls you off that platform and then you jump again and now you're you start doing this pinwheel with the two of you just this is the worst controlling sonic game we've played to date and i'm it's it's very prey and spray yeah at at least with sonic r you could pray but you knew which direction for you knew you were going forward you're not kidding not only that like at least i was having fun i i legitimately was just frustrated and bored particularly because of the way that they laid out what you had to do to even see a boss and and visually i think the most interesting thing in this game are the boss battles oh yeah they're amazing i love the robotic mecha designs i forget which there's one where he's like he's in this blood red one and it's fucking awesome looking even though it's just a pod but it's like pointier it's not like his cute little round robotnik wagon thing it's it looks menacing like i think it was the basic core to all the bosses but just the red one the red one looked really good yeah the bosses themselves again don't do much because the programmers must have known that this mechanic is so sloppy so you know let's make it fair they bosses do very little up into the the final boss with what is it it's super mecha Super Mecha Metal Sonic, which he looks amazing, but he doesn't do much. He's got even that's a a goofy fight. At least with Charmer, you're dragging your partner back across the screen so he'll get on screen enough so you can actually hit him. I thought the the carousel was also cool. The carousel boss. Oh, yeah, the carousel was cute. Like, yeah, they all looked good, but some of them look real good. It was a good mix of sprite work, pre rendered graphics, and polygons. You know, if they just got on the same goddamn page, this could have been a great Sega Saturn game if they just went all in together. I think it does for the most part it looks really great um that cruise ship area was, was really cool you know and i like the concept of revisiting those areas but like the sun is setting and then it's night mm-hmm. um but it's just too they're too big and they're too confusing right. and you don't know where you're going it just doesn't it's not finished i will like say we all talked the, about all the chaotic guys look great i was just their animation yeah those guys great. are those guys rule i like all of them i just i just it's just like why didn't you why didn't you do that and i also think it's weird that everyone runs as fast as sonic but i guess just just I, I could be complaining about Tails doing the same thing. It's just weird to me that, you know, Sonic 
as fast, but also these guys are just as fast. Everyone's got to go fast. <laughs> everyone's got to go fast, though. It's like, whatever. And I did like, you know, when they get large, the big sprites and, mm-hmm. and that for the most part, it does look very nice. It's right. just, you know, it's the same thing we keep talking about with Sonic games, where it's like, ah, it's just a missed opportunity. And it, it's breaking my heart because like, I I love Sega and I, and I like to think that I really like Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> I'll, I'll say this and maybe it's a hot take, but I thought it was interesting too. Again, it's like, look, we can scale sprites as well. But to me, it reminds me very much of the TG-16 with Bonk. Bonk looks great. That game is not a lot of fun to play, in my opinion. No. You know, yes, there are big sprites uh, and it's visually appealing, but the mechanics of the gameplay of Bonk are very subpar. And there's a reason why more people uh, remember fondly Super Mario Bros. than they do Bonk's Adventure. Because even though Super Mario Bros. 1 looks like dog shit compared to Bonk, Super Mario Bros. is a lot more fun to play. Sonic the Hedgehog 1, Sonic the Hedgehog 2 are a lot more fun to play. They don't got a giant dinosaur sprite, but there's mechanics in there that make the game fun. These sprites look amazing. I wish they were in a different game. I I wish these chaotic dudes were in a different game. And, you know, if I was to muse about what they could have done instead of this, it's simple. They all have different attributes. Make it one of these games where you got to hop swap these dudes in and out to get through a stage, these puzzling stages. Uh, You have this cool roster of characters. This would have been great. The bees flying around, the... the the uh, chameleon what? can blend exactly. into the background or something like you use that forget this tethering mechanic well <laughs> or how about like this area of the level is small only the bee can go in this area right or like right. there's water here and i have to switch to vector something give me a reason to revisit those areas that's the direction the sonic adventure games ended up going anyway so like and, and right. all further on from that like there's a lot of levels for each character and stuff and you could have kept the tether thing as just a bonus stage get rid of the the tunnel of fog yeah. and be whipping around instead like all right these two you know pick a guy to come with you to do whatever objective would be or do like a smaller scale version of the regular levels with that you know you gotta whip yourself in a certain amount of time to get to you're right the gubbin and yeah, you're right. Good to go. Good to go. You, that way, you get to use the gimmick, and you actually get to let these characters showcase their uh, their nonsense. Like, yeah, use the polygonal tunnel runner with the bad draw distance as your main game, and <laughs> do the rubber banding as your bonus stage. And I think I would like this game a lot more. How did everybody feel about the tunes within uh, Knuckles Chaotix? <laughs> if you if you leave Vector to his like uh, waiting animation, he's clearly listening to something better than the. Soundtrack. I think he's listening to the. I think he's listening to the soundtrack to Sonic R. <laughs> or Sonic CD because yeah. he's certainly not um, listening to the music he, in this you game. You can clearly feel the sunshine. <laughs> yeah, he's like, he's tuning into something better. I mean, the, is the music in this game bad? No. Is it no. something that I'm going to like remember? No. Yeah. It's like, harmless. I, like, I was kind of grooming a little bit sometimes on some of the stages, but I don't remember any of it. And I, I think part of that is because like, this also didn't really make it into the, like the cultural Sonic canon. Like everybody knows songs mm. from one, two, three adventure. Sure. Yeah. Cause like, even if you haven't played these games, you've heard of some of the songs from cultural osmosis. Uh, I like, I had never played Sonic boom until we covered it for the show. And, but I, or Sonic CD, but I knew what Sonic boom was stuff right. like that. Like you've heard these songs. There's, there's nothing between the limited accessibility to the game because you needed a 32x and yeah, not that many people had that and just their lack of memorability on top of that like you, you know it's not something that has stuck with anyone and it's not going to stick with it you know, once you get there like it, it's fine it's there yeah I felt maybe. the same way I felt like it was middling at best and it's not bad but we've played a few other Sonic games at this point and their music is 
a lot more memorable than anything in this game. And that's unfortunate because usually Sonic games, even when they're bad, are known for, you know, even if it's corny, enjoyable music. Yeah, one little thing about the intro that I actually really liked, just kind of throwing this out apropos of nothing. If you watch the intro, the little, uh, those little like cone-shaped mosquito robots are in there that were in the like the Sonic Boom uh, animated sequence. It was like, well, that's cute. I, I remember that. That is a thing yeah. I like. The Hot Blood Challenger Club podcasts are a proud affiliate of Animation Legends. Head on over to animationlegends.com and scope the large assortment of animation cells they're offering. Own a piece of animation history. For just $25, you can get five different cells from some of your favorite animated shows. Shows like He-Man, G.I. Joe, Vampire Hunter D, Captain N, The Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog, Star Wars Ewoks, and many other. And you can pay even less with our special promo code RINGS at checkout. That's R-I-N-G-S. Go to animationlegends.com or click the link in this show's description and tell them that the Hot-Blooded Challenger Club sent you with our promo code RINGS. Oh, hey there, listener. I didn't see it come in. Well, since you're here, let me personally thank you for listening to this program. If you'd like to show your support a little bit further, check out the Hot-Blooded Challenger Club. That's hotbloodedchallenger.club. You can become a member for as little as a dollar a month. And with that dollar, you get access, early access, to premium episodes of this very podcast. What's a premium episode? Additional content that's cut just for club members. You could be listening to that instead of this advertisement right now. And hey, don't have the buck, but want to support the show? Leave us a five-star review on your podcast catcher of choice. Honestly, it, it goes so far to help our algorithm, so one day you could hear me advertising for uh, comfortable underoos, or a really good mattress, or yet another subscription box. But regardless, thank you so much for listening. Now, let's get back to the show. The setting was there. It's just, yeah. it had to you, snap. You didn't know yet, but you already yeah. you, you were a fan already. Yeah. Yes. And we are back. Hey, don't miss out on extra content within the podcast you're already enjoying. Become a member of the Hot-Blooded Challenger Club for as little as a dollar a month. Go on over to hotbloodedchallenger.club, sign up, get more podcasts, get them early, and get exclusive content within those podcasts just for you. Let's wrap up on Knuckles Chaotix. It was a fun idea, at least. Uh, Giant-ass Metal Sonic's cool, but it got super repetitive. Like, why do I got to play this five times before I can fight a boss? Each stage, over and over. Thankfully, it removes that stage from the, the spinner once you actually get the boss cleared. But, like, come on. Fuck the clock area. Fuck that one boat area. Um, don't use Charmy on... Yeah, I think it's clock area four. Don't use Charmy because you will get lost. You actually need to have somebody on the ground to follow the intended flow of the level to find what you're looking for. And even then, it's a couple of weird backtracks. Maybe get a guide. There's probably a guide. I hope there's a guide. Maybe everybody else got too frustrated to make a guide. But I've played worse, but it could have been so much more. That's basically my summation there. I just uh, imagine going to GameFAQs.com and looking up a guide for this and it just saying no. <laughs> I like <laughs> I want to see the maps done up in ASCII actually <laughs> even though it would just be loop back loop back loop back loop back okay no go down here
Well, that's the thing, right? Like, it's not that going back to these zones five times sucks. That not that idea. It's that these zones suck. Yeah, and like, they, don't do, the they same... barely do barely do anything new. Right, right. Like if they were interesting each time, and there was these big set pieces, then it's interesting, and then it's like ah. But because it was so repetitive, going back to it five times is just egregious. You know, the game is a walk in the park. There's really very barely any enemies. Right. Uh, rings are plentiful and all over the place. You don't have lives. You have infinite guys. I don't know if they wanted you to just experience those special stages and just show off the 32X. I don't mm. know. It's beatable. The hardest part is just figuring out what to do. You know, we talked about picking those guys and picking the level, which I thought was kind of nonsense. Um, yeah. I really wish it didn't have that tether gimmick and you could have either just swapped the guys out or, or had them showcased a little bit better. I would recommend playing this in a special way, <laughs> emulating it or something. And and just yeah. using the G codes and looking at the bosses because those were awesome and yeah. being done with it. Don't buy a 32X for this. Uh, no. The game is expensive. A 32X isn't cheap and you need more outlet space than you need if you get one. But yeah, that's that's my final thoughts. All right, let's get into final ranking and Chili Dogs Awarded. I'm going to go first. I'm going to give this game five Chili Dogs because I just feel like it's an unfinished game. I feel like it's a tech demo that got out of hand and was just left to die on a peripheral that was left to die yeah i was running at a seven but after reflection i'm gonna dock that to a six five like it was a chore it was a chore like again like it's a lot of seeing the potential and then when you realize there's the potential for things that could have been cool and again cool characters really cool characters i have a I, I didn't know much about vector up until this point but just his style in this like i kind of appreciate that he's in team sonic racers now even though i want to know where spo and charmy disappeared to the boss fights are cool, but it's not worth that grind. There's no music to remember. You could have done something with this stuff. Bonus stage was cool. There you go. <laughs> I'm going to downgrade my score too to a six. It really is just like a rush job to show off the third 2X, which nobody gave a shit about, including Sega. I'm going to give it seven chili dogs out of 10, but the hot dog is still linked with up to another. You know how like a cartoony sausage looks yeah, or like yeah, the yeah. ones that Michelangelo uses in the intro to TMNT2. Chili chucks. Yeah, you know, they're because they're linked together like you're linked together in this game. It's so you only get, funny you get... when I have to explain it. <laughs> Those are the best jokes, <laughs> when you have to break them down for everybody. Uh, I'm wondering if Chili Dingo enjoys Knuckles Chaotix or if that person was just trying to punish us. So please write in. Let us know. And thank you for your five-star review and your nomination. Okay, let's rank Knuckles Chaotix on our list of the greatest Sonic games of all time as ranked by the Gotta Go cast. I I'm open to suggestions. I have a particular place I'd like to put it, but I'd like to hear from you guys first. Put it under Spinball. Fuck Secret Rings. Okay, so you would rather play this than Secret Rings? I mean, Absolutely. I Absolutely. Oh, Freaking-lutely. Okay, all right. Pete, no, you don't have to agree, Pete. You don't have to agree. Yeah, you don't have to agree. We're no, fighting, I know. We're fighting consensus. Um, well, where do you think it should be placed? I like Secret Rings better than I like this. And I'm, I'm there with you on that And one. I'd rather play Sonic Spinball than this, but I also like it better than Sonic R. I still uh, hate Sonic R. Uh, all right. Well, let's see. Like, I was going to... I was going to rank this under Sonic R and, and here's why. Sonic R was doing something that had not been done before and it tried its very best to achieve Sonic in a polygonal format. So I think a lot of the things that don't work in Sonic R are forgivable whereas like a 2D Sonic the Hedgehog game had been established and you knew it worked and I understand that at point 1995 when Knuckles Chaotix came out that there were four 
other mainline Sonic games that had come out, and maybe the formula was a little tired, but this wasn't it, brother. This was the direction to go with the characters, and it was also squandering a very cool roster of characters, whereas Sonic R didn't really squander a roster of characters. They, they didn't operate great within the, the game, but it was still fun to see them there. It was fun to control Robotnik for a change. It also has a kick and soundtrack, uh, so I think there's more highlights within Sonic R than there is knuckles chaotic so i'm i'm looking to put it dead last on our list i mean I, I might be in the minority but if this game was like hey we rushed this out we really owe sonic a, a great game on the saturn let's do it and you got sonic r <laughs> at least like at least you were yelling into the void with the 32x and nobody saw it with this like nobody really played it where I, sonic I r was like that's the debut of sonic on this brand new system that we're talking about and he can't even run straight and it's a game about running which all sonic right. does all the time and they just shit the bed i don't know i'm gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> hold on to hope that sonic r will not be last on our list forever here here's why i'm, I'm the sonic r apologist so yeah yeah uh but i know but you're ranking you're ranking this above sonic and the secret rings and here's what i'll say about sonic and the secret rings it that's a terrible game as well but i'm thinking back to the episode where pete said you know when it cooks it feels good and i agreed with that i never felt like this game cooked it never felt good it always felt clumsy and that's why i i, I put it just under sonic and the secret rings nico bun you like this better than secret rings yeah, but I will acquiesce for the objective of peace and because Secret Rings at least had Big the Cat. This has no Big the Cat. That's true. There is that, no yeah. that, that, that is that is the only thing that is fudging me. But I really I don't know. Like I, I think I played a little more Secret Rings than both of you. And I, well, maybe not Pete, but like oh yeah, definitely me. No, you play. <laughs> oh. the wounds are still too fresh for you, I guess, Nico. Yeah, it's I'm only been a week. It's only been a week. <laughs> It's only been a week. I want to replay Secret Rings for some strange reason. So that, uh, yeah, well, you, don't do it sober. Uh, <laughs> okay, all right. So there you go. We are powerful bargaining chip with me. We're gonna rank <laughs> Knuckles Chaotix sixth overall on our list of greatest Sonic games of all time, as ranked by the Gotta Go Cast. This is gonna come to the point where we have to play with like one of the really terrible Sonic.exe fan games based on the shitty creepypasta to keep Sonic R off the bottom. <laughs> is it really Pete? Yeah, Pete probably will way. make it come to it that. Might. And even then, Pete's I'm gonna like, rank it above Sonic <laughs> R. It's yeah, just, he will. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like a bad Sonic lawyer or some shit like that. <laughs> okay, and with that said, it just about does it for us. So I'd like to thank our host for joining me on this episode and also the members of the Hot-Blooded Challenger Club, without whom this podcast is not possible. If you would like to become a member of the Hot-Blooded Challenger Club, please visit hotbloodedchallenger.club. You become a member for as little as a buck a month and get a whole bunch more shows. You can nominate the Sonic the Hedgehog games that you'd like us to discuss by leaving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher with your nomination, or fast-track your nomination. That means we'll get to it first by becoming a member of the Hot-Blooded Challenger Club. Until next time, don't let anybody hold you back. <laughs>